Welcome to the Chasing Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Each episode is full of heartfelt and expansive content that will really help you expand your consciousness and grow as a person. I created this podcast because I wanted to share my own personal experiences on my spiritual journey, but I also wanted to meet others and have them share what they've been through and how they've gotten to where they are today. If you haven't done so already, it would really mean a lot to me if you could rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people, but it also allows me to get more guests on the show. Now on to today's topic. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Chasing Spirituality. I'm your host, Megan, and as always, I'm super excited to have you all here listening to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about clairvoyance, and, you know, clairvoyance is one that I still heavily work on because I have many blocks around perceiving my clairvoyant messages correctly and trusting them, so this is one that I still currently work at a lot, and at the community that I work at, um, we've started at the shop that I work at in the community, we've started doing what we call Claire's and Cacao, and it's where I teach about a different Claire, and we just sip our cacao, and we connect, and it's just really fun, but if um, you're local to me, and that's something that you're interested in, definitely check those out, we go deeper into each Claire, I talk about my experiences with the Claire's, and I also give you tips and tricks and exercises and things like that that you can take home. So many of these things I also discuss on the podcast and I also discuss it in my online community, the Chasing Spirituality community um, that is open to the public. Anyone can join. We do practice circles every single month. In fact, tonight is a practice circle night. So I am, I just got a little bit of extra time before I need to jump on for the practice circle. So I decided, you know what? Why not record a podcast episode? So if you're interested in finding a community, joining a community, checking one out, I encourage you to do so. We would love to have you. So about clairvoyance. The lessons that I've been learning the most around clairvoyance right now is clairvoyance and imagination are the same thing. And depending on how you're mind perceives things and how you imagine things will depend on how the messages come to you. Now, a lot of us do have blocks around our imagination because we were told that this is something childish and that, you know, we shouldn't imagine and we shouldn't use our imagination. It's something that we believed was only useful in childhood, but this is very far from the truth. Imagination is very, very powerful. And the more that you work on imagination and working on um, visualizing things, the easier it will be for you to receive messages clairvoyantly. Because that is what clairvoyance is. If you haven't checked out my other episodes on the clairs, you should probably go back because I talk more about what each clair is and how you can work with it and develop it and strengthen it and things like that. This is going to be more so like little things that I've personally experienced while developing my own clairs. So for me, my clairvoyance right now is mostly just quick flashes of images, almost so fast sometimes that if I wasn't really, really mindful and paying attention, I would have missed it. And oftentimes I still do miss messages. 
But the thing is, is we've been told to discredit our imagination, so we stop paying attention to it. Now we've got to work hard to bring that back to our awareness, to pull that back out and redirect our focus to want to notice it. So it takes work, and the more that you focus on whatever little bit of imagination or visualization that you have, that will help you strengthen that. Now, I do know that there are some people out there that literally cannot visualize in their mind, so this would not pertain to you. Um, You are welcome to try these practices and techniques and see if they change anything, but I'm not talking about anyone that has any kind of um, medical diagnosis that states that they are unable to visualize. So, moving forward, some people don't see clairvoyance, um, don't receive clairvoyance the same way I do. Some people, they don't see quick images or quick flashes. Sometimes they see things like a picture, like it'll literally look like a photograph. Sometimes they'll only see shapes or colors or outlines. Sometimes they'll only, um, or sometimes they'll even see like a full movie screen, right? Like it'll look like a movie is playing out in front of them. Now, I will say that I do feel like these are more so stages of clairvoyance and I feel like the more that you practice and you open up your ability to perceive your your clairvoyant messages I do believe that this can change over time and the reason why I believe this is because when I first started tapping into my own clairvoyance all I was noticing was shapes and colors and patterns and things like that and then I started seeing quick flashes of images and now because I practice and because I've I'm trying to develop this skill I've had many moments where I've actually had full visual experiences. If you listened to my ancestor journey episode where we went back, that was a full visual experience. It wasn't just feeling for me where feeling feel, feeling is my strongest and I and I feel with every other clear, but I really did experience everything visually and that is because of I feel that's because of the work that I've been doing on myself and on that gift. It's not just about your gifts, it's also about working on yourself because we have certain blockages that prevent us from tapping fully into our potential and into our gifts. So, I do believe that it's more so in stages and sometimes you may experience just shapes, colors, and outlines. And then another time you may have a full visual experience or you may see pictures. It may swing back and forth. And it's also because you're not the same person every day. Your vibration changes. It fluctuates. Your energy changes. It fluctuates. You're not the same being every single day. So of course, why wouldn't your gifts be any different? This is also why it's important to create ritual in your practice, because when you do create a ritual or some kind of um, steps or action that you can really take and be intentional before you're going to um, try to tap into your gifts, whether it's for a reading or for yourself or whatever, it automatically helps you get into that state to be able to expand your consciousness and raise your vibration. It really helps to open that up. Um, so that's why ritual is important. I've talked about ritual in several episodes, so we're not going to go any more into that, but it's really, um, it fluctuates, it changes, and you have to really start paying attention to your imagination and the things that your imagination is sending you because they really are the same thing. The difference between using it as a gift and using it as fear or anxiety is your discernment. So I will say, you know, from my personal experience, spirit never communicates 
with me in ways that will ever make me afraid. So if something ever frightens me or gives me anxiety, I always question the message, always question where is this coming from? Is this coming from a fear of mine? Um, Is this projected fear of someone else? Because spirit doesn't ever want to frighten us. So um, it's about discernment on what is purely your own bullshit um, or, you know, something else external influencing your state of mind and and how you're perceiving uh, visual messages. Or is this truly coming from a reliable source? And that part's really hard. Like, it's probably the hardest part, to be honest, because We so naturally want to discredit ourselves. We so naturally want to say, oh, I made that up. Oh, that's fake. Oh, I must have just imagined that. Well, if you imagined it doesn't mean that it's not real because like I just said, imagination and clairvoyance, they're the same thing. Like they're connected. Now, like I also just said, just because you imagine it doesn't mean that it's real. Again, you've got to go back to that discernment. But stop trying to discredit yourself, especially if the message isn't fear-based, if it feels like a genuine message, if it feels like it's full of love, if it feels like it's going to help someone, believe it. Like, trust that. Trust yourself enough to at least give it a shot. And what really, really helped me with this part, because like I said, this part's hard. This is probably the hardest part, in my opinion, is to trust yourself and trust when the messages come, no matter what Claire you're working with. It's that trust. The best thing that happened that ever helped me was practice circles. I've done an entire episode on practice circles and the benefits of them. But it's an opportunity for you to be around other like-minded people who also are scared of shit and don't know what they're doing. And you're practicing together. You're both trying to achieve the same thing. Strengthen your intuition. Strengthen the connection to yourself. So there's just this loving support That is created in these spaces that creates um, an atmosphere for you to feel safe so that you can express how your intuition works and how it's coming to you. And this does build, you know, obviously your first circle, you're going to be more scared. Your second circle is going to be a little easier. Your third is going to be a little easier. But you start to really build confidence in yourself because you start to trust yourself. You receive validation in these circles. There's not a single circle that I've ever attended to, whether I was hosting it or going to it, that not everyone, like every single person received validation. Some were more validated than others, of course, but some also share more than others. So it's, it, you've got to be able to trust the images when they come to you. And what my guides really want me to say, and this actually came through as a message for myself is When the image comes through to you, the visual, whatever it is, you don't have to know what it means and you definitely don't have to take it literally. Again, like I've said many times in other episodes, spirit communicates in symbols and metaphors and the easiest way to get through to you is your subconscious mind. So you have all of these images in your head that mean things to you. They have meanings associated with them. They have feelings attached. They have memories. So you may not be aware of what that symbol means for you subconsciously. You may have some ideas. You may have a feeling. You may have a knowing. And then sometimes you just don't know at all. And this is where... The fun part comes in 
This is where you get to start journaling and writing down all of these images and symbols that are coming to you that you have no clue what they're supposed to mean. And then you'll start to connect them and you'll start to see a pattern. Well, every single time I saw a red car, it represented an ant. And it makes a lot of sense because growing up, my aunt had a red car. So, you know, it's, it's picking up on the little subtle things like that that can mean something. And so they really want me to share this message with you um, that is a personal experience. So, yay, we got another personal story here um, that happened to me in a reading where I received a visual, a visual message and I didn't know how to interpret it. I didn't know what it meant. So I'm in the middle of a reading and I, and I see a coworker of mine. I just see a quick glimpse of her and I know that it's her. But I don't even work with her anymore. We haven't worked together in over a year. We weren't really close. We didn't have a bad relationship or anything. But I honestly, like, we just weren't close. I didn't know a whole lot about her other than the basic things that you would get to know about um, a coworker over a year, year time. So I started thinking, what does this mean? Like, obviously, I feel like I need to share it because this has never been a sign or symbol that's came up before. But I don't know what it means. And so I just wrote down some ideas that I was feeling that came up to me. And one was, okay, well, work, obviously. Maybe it's a reference to work. I don't know why I didn't see anything else. I don't know why it was that coworker, somebody they don't even work with anymore. So maybe it's a previous coworker that the message is for. Um, I wrote down her name. And then I wrote down what I knew about her Um like emotional life. And it was that she, um, had a child with a guy who wasn't a great, he wasn't really a good dad. He wasn't really good to her. So they ended up splitting up and she was a single mom for a long time. And then she met the right person and he came in and they had a really good relationship. They ended up get, getting married and stuff. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So in the reading, I just decide I'm just going to tell her all of that. I'm going to tell her what I know about this person. And so I did. I told her, I was like, I have no idea what this message means, but I feel like I do need to share it because this is never something that's come up in a reading for me before. So I want to share this message with you. Um, and I told her all the things that I just said, her name, the work connection about her life and all that. And she said, well, I have been struggling with work. And I thought, okay, there you go. Maybe they really wanted me to make sure that Whatever symbol they gave me, it had to associate me with work. And I just kind of went on because I wasn't getting anything else. Well, then later through the reading, she asked a question about that message. And she asked if it's possible that it wasn't, wasn't just a message for work or about her struggles with work. It was also a message about her mom. And it's like this light bulb went off and I was like, yes, that is why they gave me that specific message. Because if you remember what I just said, I brought up the fact that she was a single mom and that I had a connection with her at work. And that's the piece that she, that stood out to her. She said, when you said single mom, it made me think of my mom, but she also connected to work because that was her initial response. So moral of the story, sometimes you don't know what the image means and that's okay it's normally not literal it's a metaphor for something it's a way for you to connect to a deeper message so 
I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it gives you some insight into clairvoyance and how it may work for you. And if you haven't done so already, please give the podcast a five-star review. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe so that the podcast can reach and assist more people. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love.